welcome to Astrologize at the podcast. I already messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon. Forgot your intro. Welcome to Astrologize at the podcast. Uh, this is our second episode for the Capricorn season, and we received some feedback on our last episode that we seem to know a lot about Capricorns, and the explanation for this is because Steve and I are both partnered to people with strong Capricorn placements, and so we thought it would be fun to have a double date podcast where we hang out and chat with our Cappy Pappies. Oh, wow. We oh, God, I hated pass. that the minute it came out of my face. <laughs> That's all right. This uh, is Steve and Julia, everyone. And who do you have sitting next to you, Julia? I have my partner of 13 years, Nathan. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hi, Nathan. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. And next to me, I have Robert, my partner of four and a little. Hello and a little. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and a little. <laughs> Hello and a little. All right, Julia, where do you want to start with our peeps? Yeah, well, let's, um, since we are talking about Capricorn, let's talk about your big three and, and where Capricorn is for you. So, Nathan, what are your big three? Yeah, uh, I'm a Cancer Sun and Capricorn Rising and Aquarius Moon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Robert, what about you? I am Capricorn in both Sun and Rising with a Gemini Moon. Mm. A lot of air. Yes. A lot of air happening. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, so, Cap, we talked a lot about uh, Saturn and Capricorn. Um, you, as we were kind of putting this episode together, found something that linked um, something between us yeah. and our Caps. What did yeah. you find out? Okay. So, discover. one of the things that I had not pieced together before that thinking about today uh, is that work has played a key role in both of our relationships with our significant others. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Nathan and I, uh, well, first of all, he first met me when I was at work. Um, yep, and yep. then uh, later on for most of our marriage, um, and even before, uh, we have worked together. Um, I either worked for you or we worked similar fields. Um, but even now, um, for my my other job, my day job, uh, Nathan and I work together um, on our own in our own business. So yeah, yeah, and that, work that totally linked up with us because uh, Robert and I met at work. Yeah. So yeah, he was actually uh, coming in to help out the the store that I was working at at the time in at at the time and uh, literally did a like double take both of us it was kind of like that that little meet cute moment that you find in like oh. little rom-coms yep meet didn't cute. believe it would actually happen but yeah yeah that that actually was a thing so that was kind of cute yeah. work. Yep. work 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 so yes um i bring this up because capricorn is associated and saturn is associated with work mm-hmm. and what you do outside the home um and there's a lot of stereotypes of Capricorns being hard workers and putting a lot of their energy into their work and being responsible and reliable. So, hey, you Capricorns, how how do those stereotypes land? I'm also going to throw one more word of stoic in. Oh, stoic. Stoic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I th- work for me, uh, you know, especially when I was younger, was like everything. I mean, it was tapped to bottom, identity, all of it. Um, and it's been a bit of a journey as I've, you know, started to get into middle age of uh, not letting that define everything. Uh, but it is the natural. That is just where I go. Uh, so I have to work hard to be like, here are other things about me, world. Yeah. <laughs> well, and your dad is a Capricorn rising and our firstborn son is a Capricorn rising too. So we've got this like generational cap rising and it's been very funny because I think so much of your work ethic you learned from your dad who was very work focused and without us even trying our Capricorn rising son is just all about when can I work? What's my job going to be? Can I be an intern at the age of seven, please? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
will you pay me for this? <laughs> you, you told me that he was disappointed. Yeah, he like, was at angry. the age that he could get a job. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. he was annoyed at how old he had to be uh, to get like a full time job and he's gonna be go a work study office. kid in yeah. in high school, isn't he? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but he, you know, he loves rules yeah. so much, um, and I wonder if that's related to the work thing for him too, you know, or just because like work environments are structured. Yeah. Um, and, well, how does that also, relate with you, for yeah. for you as a younger as a younger person? Um, yeah, I enjoyed uh, subverting the rules. I don't know if that's <laughs> Capricorn or not. Like but... knowing the rules so I can. Oh yeah, them. yeah, and just like finding like what's the maximum I can push this, and I'm gonna hang out right below that. And like in school, it was really fun to wind. People I feel up. like that's very Capricorn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ah. Okay, yeah. Say right more. Too. Say more, Robert. Because I do a lot of that currently at work. Um, <laughs> sorry for those of you I work with that listen to this podcast. You guys are famous. It's fine. Deal You're with welcome. that feeling later. Um, but I do a lot of where, like, I know what the rules are. I understand what the expectation is, but also that's a stupid expectation and it has like no impact on actually whether or not the business is successful. So I choose when to listen and when to ignore it. Yes. I think that's a really good observation. Capricorns are not blind rule followers. They're more rule creators than rule followers. Like they want the structure but it has to be practical it has to make sense um and also they like to be in charge and in control and in dungeons and dragons they'd be chaotic good where it's possibly. like generally like yeah. a good player but it's not necessarily society's rules they're following it's the rules that they think are right for what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah, I think that could definitely play out that way because they want to be in control and oftentimes they have a vision for what the world should be like and they want to do that. Yeah, that part for sure. I'm just like, how can everyone not see this? You know, <laughs> like, are people willfully like, like, uh, like missing the big picture here? Mm-hmm. You know, or like, why is this happening to me? I'm like, well, because you're doing X, Y, and Z, dummy. Like, uh, you know, and it's like, but it's like work should take care of me. Like, that's not why employers exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On that note, let's take a quick little break. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Speaking of building. Um, y'all just got a video game system for the holidays. Oh my gosh, we did. Yeah, you did. You did it. You pulled mm-hmm. the trigger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Congratulations. Specifically for Minecraft yes. usage and uh, building. We're talking about your kiddo, especially as a Capricorn rising. He wants to work. And we put Minecraft Right. in the picture yes yeah yeah uh that is very funny to me i was reading an article not too long ago on generations and it cheekily referred to uh the generation of young preteens and kids right now as the minecraft generation uh and that cracked me up as an astrologer because that age group has Pluto in Capricorn um, and Pluto determines the different kind of generations and the generational karmic issues that the generation has to deal with. And I thought that was so funny that this game that is all about building things from nothing and having nothing and trying to just basically survive and having the dumbest graphics um the most old school graphics you can imagine yeah pixels yes is what all these kids want to be doing with their time and energy and you and i were laughing about the fact that um you know we've spent the last 100 years trying to get the children out of the mine and now that they are comfortable and stable all they want to do is have a pickaxe and spend their time virtually mining like children we tried to get you out of the mines why are you choosing to go back in yes so 
but like okay so i brought up the video game as well because robert is um much more of a gamer than myself and we we have played minecraft together so i was wondering if there was like a little like minecraft like tutorial that we could pass off as like capricorn rising to capricorn rising kind of a thing hilarious of just like uh so how does your brain function in a video game robert oh in in Minecraft in particular, I am usually like the one in the coal mine just swinging that pickaxe. So I dig to the exact proper level to have the highest yield of diamonds. Mm-hmm. And then I set up a complicated and intricate series of tunnels that make it so that in digging the fewest possible blocks, I get the most possible exposure in the mine. Oh my gosh. There's and then I just dig into like way of doing yeah, it. Yeah. And I'm sitting upstairs on like surface level being like, let me decorate our hobbit hole. <laughs> and flowers and flower pots. And yeah. 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 So I don't know. I, I I figured there could be like a little um link between the building. Yeah, I do think oh, building is a key word for Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Um taking something from it's creating something out of nothing is a big thing that they like to do. But also the process of building something stable that will last for a long time um, mm. is a very Capricorn thing. Because we yeah. talked about before that like legacy is a thing that Capricorns often think about. Like what am I making for myself? But also what's what am I leaving behind can be something that Capricorns are concerned with. Yeah, I guess I hadn't thought a ton about that. but. Um... Yeah. Yeah. The building thing resonates a lot. What is resonating right now? Yeah. Uh, Just the, like, I'm very happy to uh, swing the axe, uh, so speak, you know, even if it's not um, fun, uh, but like if it's, you know, in service of like the bigger picture, I'll swing away. He'll swing away. Can I use the example of fishing? Oh, fishing. Uh, because the the uh, the lovely loot that you just got mm-hmm. from the crappie season, um, I personally find zero enjoyment from fishing in real life. Animal Crossing, sure, uh, but oh like, oh my god, I love fishing in Minecraft. Have you guys started <laughs> fishing in Minecraft? No. no, oh, it's a whole different world. Mm. Quite literally, um, that's where I get all my magic stuff. But like, like listening to how like much it like joy it brought you just like to do it also picturing like okay that's a lot of fish that's gonna feed a lot of people that makes capricorn so happy it does in the in the long run of Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. how this like the solitude of sitting on a boat for so long like yeah you're getting like the fish and everything but like the solitude of it drives my mind crazy kind of a thing have you mostly fished alone I thank you for thinking I've fished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't. Yeah. I can't um, fish alone. I it's so boring. Uh, yeah. You gotta have people there. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's it's more the company you catch. I hear. No. <laughs> oh God. Wow. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Insert a sound effect. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that good at editing. Okay. Not yet. Uh, other forms of like doing the work for others. When I was playing Guild Wars 2 heavily online, I was the guild leader for our guild, of course, Capricorn in a leadership position. Shocker. Um, (laughs) In gameplay. In gameplay. (laughs) Let's let's do it right, guys. Oh, that definitely. But I was the one that's like, I could ask everyone in my guild to try to like contribute all the materials so we can get the next upgrade. Or I could use my 23 different characters to log into the same patch of trees every hour for like four days and just do it myself. So then they can just keep doing what they need to do. Yeah. Yes. That's, you know, no big deal. And, and that's how you're a leader that lets other people do their own tasks, mm-hmm. wander away from the group, come back and be like, look, I contributed in this way and not shame them for doing their own thing. Yeah. 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 Wow. Seems like a better a more healthy system, yeah. <laughs> especially for online gameplay that can get toxic. Sure can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So. When we talked last time about the Capricorn Cancer Access, um, which Capricorn and Cancer are on opposite sides of the Zodiac wheel, um, Nathan has this very heavily in his chart where you have Cancer placement and Capricorn placement. Um so this this stereotype of the Capricorn that wants to build, 
and control in order to have all of the resources isn't exactly true. There's a lot of like, I want to build and have the resources because of my deep care for my people. Um, and that is something that I have noticed for both of you. Like you think very much about who am I doing this for? Um, not just like, I'm being selfish. It's like, no, these are my people. I got to take mm -hmm. care of them. Yes. It's a benevolent king that has the riches to protect his people and <laughs> build a prosperous kingdom versus Zog, who has the riches so he can throw a scepter through a bar window when he gets mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'll take that. I mean, you know. right. And I think be before Nathan was in his current position, Nathan was um, a teacher. And you definitely were motivated in work for like your kids. Yeah. And yeah. I was yeah. motivated to get resources for all of the kiddos. Mm -hmm. Yes. All yeah. the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and where is the cancer placement for him then? Uh, Nathan has cancer, sun, Jupiter, and Mercury. Yes. Which house? In the seventh house. In the yeah. seventh house. So always the opposition. So if, yes. if he's a, a rising, his a descendant right across the chart. Is going to rule his intimate relationships and things like that. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be coming into the home life, but also just not necessarily the physical aspect of home, but like your cancer son, your cancer son uh, in the seventh house. What is ruling your seventh house, Julia? Uh, Taurus. Taurus. Yeah. So we still have the receptive mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. in that kind of going back and forth. So how do you see that kind of playing well? um in your relationship of finding rest oh yeah in in traditional uh not traditional um in compatibility astrology our seventh houses are highly compatible uh because it's a water sign and an earth sign ruling our seventh houses so like two uh yin signs rest signs yes. whatever um receptive word you want to use yes okay. yeah so that's traditionally very um compatible however we do run into the issue of um both wanting to be resting around one another or be on the receptive side in our relationships so things can get tricky because of that there's like a lack of fire that can happen and like mm. yeah we both are kind of like mm. How can mm -hmm. I take care of you? How can I relax and be at peace? And and sometimes we lack that uh, fire to get things going that we have in other places. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it makes sense too, because if you're work, 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 um, kind of both of you, then it makes sense that when you get together as just like a unit, you would want to find rest within each other. Ours is actually the um similar but also the opposite i bring in the fire you do bring fire, uh with yeah. with my relationship um with aries and then robert since he's similar to nathan in the uh cancer ruled seventh house we mm -hmm. have the, the little crab and then a little ram mm -hmm. um and i i tend to like you know do a little stomp around the house like we need to get things done kind of a thing um but it's like a short burst of energy, right? Mm. Yeah, I'm usually scuttling to the next room to like do things as well because the energy started it, but like not be right in the trampoline. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want to be in my way. No. <laughs> <laughs> the, the crab does not want to be stepped on by the room. <laughs> like sidestep out of the room. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me go do something too. Yeah, but yeah. actually one of the challenges we've had to work on is um, because work is so front and center in our relationship, we have to remember to not work um, because we both love the working world and we're very work focused. Then when it's like family time, it's really easy to talk shop and we have to kind of discipline ourselves to, oh no, how are you doing on the inside? Oh, no, how do you feel about this? Yeah, work can be like an easy, an easy connection button for us. So Nathan, you recently 
read a book that has maybe the most Capricorn title that I'd ever come across. That okay. was I'm called excited for this title. Conquer your critical inner voice. Um, it it actually starts with the word conquer. Uh, yes. Dun, da, da, da. Da, da. This book is by Robert and Lisa Firestone and Joyce Catlett. Um, and you found this to be a very helpful, interesting book. Um, I'm wondering if you could share some of the things in this book that you had the most aha moments about. Hmm. Yeah, I think um, the big aha, or like it, it, it put words around, like I've always had the sense that like the battle is within, you know, like once you get your shit together on the inside, like the rest of the world, like the outside world just falls into place. Um, <laughs> Robert and, is nodding enthusiastically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that all checks out. Uh, Go on. Yeah. And, and how one of the biggest stumbling blocks is just, you know, the different stories that you tell yourself. Um, and so uh, that book was, uh, it just, really clear and systematic about like going through and um, understanding uh, it's kind of that inner landscape, which can be a bit of a mystery to me sometimes, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I saw this title and I was like the critical inner voice If there. That is such a great word for Saturn, like just inside your head telling you to do better, do better. Um, but you brought up a, point about this book about the seesaw effect right right yeah, yeah so uh like the critical inner voice will um uh like tell you to like hey you 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 deserve a break you know like don't don't you don't have to do this it's okay you get close you can be done and if you give into that the second you you say i'm done the voice punishes you by saying, see, you can't accomplish anything. And it's just always on the other side. You know, whether you've got a uh, head of steam and you're doing something, it'll tell you to stop. When you do stop, it tells you that you should be working. Um, and it's just, there's literally nothing is ever right for it. Um, so. So just like, we'll, we'll astrologize this in a second. Yeah. But like putting it to other things that, uh, you and I have been uh, kind of exploring through the burnout book uh, mm -hmm. with the Nagoski sisters. Um, that sounded like the the monitor and then the mad woman. Mm -hmm. So bringing in Pluto, Saturn, and maybe a little Uranus. And I'm here in Jupiter too. Some Jupiter. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. This back and forth swing of things I see as um, so much the jupiter saturn tension so we have jupiter that's like yeah you can party you can do it and then the minute you party saturn comes in and is like oh how can you do that you have to work hard you're not good but then jupiter comes back and is like no 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 you've you deserve this you've earned this come on man come on and rest and i think this is interesting because in mythology jupiter and saturn are father and youngest son and it's like the older father or eldest child younger child like tension inside of mm -hmm. us and yeah so what did this book talk about like for conquering it and, i mean naming it is the big thing yeah. you know and just understanding that like it doesn't have a basis in reality mm -hmm. and that the goal of the critical inner voice is just to wreck you Mm. you know like mm. it doesn't it doesn't spur you on to greatness like like beating yourself you know like i don't know if it's capricorn uh but this idea that like if i'm just harsh enough on myself i'll get somewhere good you know and it's like that uh you know if things are crazy and like chaotic that can help bring it in but um, too much of that is just paralyzing and sad mm. it sounds like self-flagellation yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And that that is a good difference to remember between Pluto and Saturn. Um, because Saturn wants you to work hard and eventually achieve something. And Pluto does not. Pluto isn't motivating you 
the difference between guilt and shame mm-hmm. is what I'm thinking about. Like guilt is like, hey, change your behavior. You did something wrong. This is the motivating emotion to change your behavior. Whereas shame is like, oh, I'm going to be rejected and no one will love me. So yeah. which one do we feel more of the the shame or the guilt uh, on this like precipice seesaw? kind of a thing which uh because on one hand you were talking about how if there's a goal that you're going towards you Mm -hmm. have all the momentum it's like Mm -hmm. yeah you're fine kind of a thing exactly when it flips to the other side which one is quicker guilt or shame i don't know i I guess i I don't i think that could be a rhetorical question but i think that's that's kind of where my my brain went to like well that sounds like that's a shamey yeah. easy shamey place so the the work is changing the shame to the guilt and saying I, I i see you but i'm not gonna take you on because i i chose whatever reason to stop that momentum mm-hmm. yeah and shame i think is uh like i feel it when you know you're setting goals or you're getting close to reaching one and it's like well who do you think you are to deserve this mm. you know that kind of thing worth that of like well you know like i think maybe that's where shame comes in uh versus the um you know you didn't do it well i don't know that can be shamey too though like see you're worthless you couldn't do that either Um, yeah this is where i feel like the pluto and the saturn get all tangly up with one another um well we'll come back to pluto and and saturn in in just a second because i have a kind of fun thing that i want to do with y'all okay yeah we'll be right back Hey, Julia, what you got there? Life is bleak, and there is so much work to be done. You awaken before the sun when the earth is still cold and dark. You need a healthy breakfast that matches your existential dread and understanding of life's futilities. You need Capricorn's Bran Gravel. Oh, I I didn't realize this was a thing. Capricorn's Bran Gravel provides you with adequate vitamins and minerals without all the unnecessary trappings of things like flavor and enjoyment. Instead, you experience the classic Capricorn sensations of bitterness, heaviness, and functionality. That sounds insulting to my taste buds, actually. Bran Gravel is high in fiber, so your poopies will be just like you, dependable. Can we, can we not talk about my poopies, please? For additional gut health, pair with Virgo's Angry Tum Tum Probiotic Yogurt. When there's a rumblin' in your bum-bum, reach for Virgo's Angry Tum Tum. And you'll say yum-yum? It's all downhill from here, kid. So beat chaos to the punch every morning with Capricorn's Bran Gravel. Futility never tasted so on Bran. Mmm. All right, we are back. Before we get back into our little fun thing with Pluto and Saturn, we were talking um, during the break about, you know, some fun self-sabotage. We had just talked about shame and guilt. Nathan had a question for Robert. Yeah, Robert, just curious about your perspective on the shame-guilt question of Steve's. I mean, I feel like, for me, it really depends on just where I am that day. And... Like, there's a lot going on that could affect that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have, like, four oppositions with my moon. So oh, there's yeah, a lot happening there anyway. Yeah. Um, so, like, shame, guilt, it just kind of depends on what tone the mad woman is screaming in, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, just which side of the bed did she get off on that day? Girl, it's never a good side yeah. of the bed. I mean, yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, but this conversation um, about the shame and the guilt and the self-sabotage made me think about another book that we talked about in the previous episode. Um, We mentioned it. We did, yes. Adult children of emotionally immature parents. parents. That's what it is, the very literal book title. Um, And it talked about self-sabotaging behavior um, of people with emotionally immature parents where you work really really hard and get almost to the goal and then stop working um as a way to be good enough but not make other people feel bad 
and this, by like, how successful you were. This, this feels very Capricorny mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Yes. yes. Well, and it like shows up in just like weird ways too. <laughs> so we were just talking. Gesundheit, Zoe. <laughs> yeah, that's the dog's producer. <laughs> producer Zoe has been napping under the table, everyone. Um, but this, like, we were just talking and it came out for us in just kind of different ways. I'll use myself as an example first. Um, video games and or, um, well, this is your example too, Robert. Mm-hmm. So it's like our struggle of finishing a video game, like defeating Ganondorf or Ganon at the end of a Zelda game. It's like, well, no, we already did all the things. I'm already super powerful. I know I can beat him and I don't have to. Who needs the end credits? Sorry, everyone that worked on the game. Um, or like we didn't want to watch the sixth season of Shit's Creek because we didn't want to end it because mm-hmm. endings are hard. Mm-hmm. But also I, I do this for work all the time where I'll like push so hard on a project, work late at night, uh, have all of this work that I've put into it. And then I just have to do one more thing and it's done. And that one last thing just feels like too, too far up the mountain for my Capricorn self to go. Um, Is this where Sisyphus comes into the picture? Maybe a little (laughs) bit, but it was really helpful for me to realize this is a people-pleasing behavior. Um, This is a, like, I want to be good enough for people to notice that I'm trying really hard. But if I show that I'm better than them, oh no, then I'm a bad person. I'll make them feel bad. So I I have to like unravel right at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And where is where is Capricorn for you in your chart again? In my chart, um, it is in the third house, but I see this very much as playing in with my eleventh, my Saturn in the eleventh house. Of okay. Don't don't be too big in your social circle. Don't don't make other people around you feel uncomfortable. Keep that small. Yeah. Well, that also links with the third house of like like smaller friend groups. Yeah. Yep. Too. Yep. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Fun. So fun. This is such a light topic, everyone. Uh, Well, since, you know, let's bring some brevity into the picture. Yes. So uh, we have been wanting to kind of come up with some fun phrases that we can create little motivational and or demotivational posters to. um, Because who doesn't love that? Saturn loves that. Yeah. 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 So our idea was if Saturn was in charge of making motivational posters. He he just got a job at a factory. Yes. Uh What would Saturn say? What would Saturn say? You have one, an example that uh, you love bringing up. Maybe I would, if I was to take a snapshot of an alarm clock, what would go under this alarm clock? Yeah, and this this came in real life. Um, This is a real life quote from Nathan Space. Um, I like to sleep in. Uh, in the mornings and Nathan gets up early getting working out doing the things being productive in the morning I like to sleep until there's an emergency um and (laughs) 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 and uh Nathan woke me up that morning by saying Julia get up you've already failed (laughs) I was like that is so Saturn, get up. You get up. Already, you failed. already failed. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. I can think of one for the kitchen. Oh. Yeah. It would it would actually just be like maybe just an empty plate. Be like, you should probably eat. I forget to eat and feed myself. And Saturn's like, no, you should probably fuel your body. Like it needs some sustenance. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. It's a hard task, but uh don't forget to do it, buddy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, yeah. Or I think about like with the kitchen. Oh, I hate doing dishes so much because it's that Sisyphus task where mm-hmm. it's like, quick, clean this up so it can be dirty. Ugh. I feel like that's one of this. the like most Saturn posters you can do. Do this so you can do it again tomorrow. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I hate it. Yes. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. The more you avoid it, it's coming back to you bold. Like, yeah. just do it now. Do it again tomorrow for the rest of your life. Like mm-hmm. a picture of, of the vacuum. Remember, you like pets. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. damn it. Right. Yeah, that'd be good. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. Oh man, Saturn. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, you do. I uh, uh, hate anything that's re- maintenance. I do. Kind. I do. Despise it, and I'm like, this is just a, <laughs> this is life. You know, like you gotta. It's just a part of things. Like you can't just always go forward. Yes. Or one of your phrases that I love that feels very Saturn is, um, hmm. you know, it was from uh, a comedian where you're like, well, you can't have two two dreamers in a family. You'll be homeless by the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Wee. Yeah. Thank you, Saturn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you need somebody to stop the fun. You know, Some... get to work. There's too much fun happening here. I feel like I provide a fun twist on Capricorn in that way at work because I'm the one who's always like, we're working too much. Let's have a little fun here. Like I turn it around because I work retail and it's very much a corporate structure that focuses a lot on the work, no matter what position you're in. Um, So I like to turn it around and be like, okay, we've all worked really hard let's have some fun with it now. Like it doesn't all have to be chores and horribleness. It is. And like, that's fine. We can deal with that and still have some fun with it. Like, I feel like yours would be centered around like, it sucks, but we're Mickey Mouse ears and it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you turn the music up a notch, you'll forget how terrible it is to be here. just shake it off i'm I'm intrigued robert with uh like the the written rules and the unwritten rules in the workplace and like uh you know what you're saying there is like you get both sets so well that you Mm. can like help people like step out of the written rules a little bit because it's Mm. like okay here's what actually like here's what's actually going on and so we can live a little on the in this gray area which a lot of people don't seem to be able to do. You know, no, that's actually one of the really difficult things in the work environment is uh, a lot of the management team is very much a black or white kind mm-hmm. of messaging. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to find that gray line where like you're looking out for everyone's best benefits all at the same time. Mm. Um, and there has to be some give and take to that. And that like knowing for me as a manager i know that if we have the fun we are going to be more productive for one thing i know that there are plenty of studies that support that Mm -hmm. um but just from my own anecdotal experience in with my teams like every year i run this special holiday team um that only meets for about six weeks we go in ship out all the packages um, for all these different people for different brands and we go in and work like 5 a.m. shifts. But every year my team wants to come back and work it because I just make it a fun environment where we go in, get our crap done, and leave. Mm-hmm. And that's like sometimes all people want out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's good times. I also see that as your Gemini moon coming out. Um, like the keep it fun. Yeah, like nah, we're gonna we're gonna keep this lighthearted because my my Gemini wants to keep it light and airy. Nah, we're not gonna get too bogged down by this. Uh uh-uh. uh There's enough like shadow out in the world that I don't need to be adding to that pile when I'm going out and about. Mm-hmm. So I always try to bring a little more lightness into the moment, and that's to me as we go back to legacy. I don't think of it often as a long term legacy. To me, it's more of an immediate in the day thing mm-hmm. like i want every day to have had a positive impact on the people i encounter that day beautiful mm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, and i see that being set up with that motivation of uh exploring that gray area that you were talking about mm-hmm. uh, because if well let's let's bring courage into it capricorn has to have courage too mm-hmm. uh so cap having the courage to be confident in a very unknown area to most people. So you, you're literally like little guides. Mm-hmm. If you're like, well, that's that rule that one person told me, another person told me this rule, what is it and how can you help me? So now you're navigating person's feelings because they feel like they are not being told the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then also, how do you actually help me look at my humanity? Yeah. kind of a thing yeah yeah 
I can give just like a quick example of that with my work is closing paperwork. Every store I've worked at with this company in my seven years has had different minute differences in how they handle their closing paperwork. So every time I have to train a new manager on how to do it, I'm just like, here's so you know, everybody has a different policy for this. But in reality, none of it matters because nobody's ever looking at this again. So like, this is what we should do to be in line with the company standards. Any variation of that is going to be acceptable. So if you accidentally put the pink slip with it instead of the blue slip, it's fine. It's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you just need to get through the closing paperwork and go home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Spirit of the law. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, people that can't see that confuse me so much. Interesting. Well, it, it seems too close to cutting corners. Too. Ah. And that's where, oh, Steve. So, yeah. The, <laughs> what did I just the, open? Well, what, what, what came up for me there is uh, uh, like uh, it, it's an internal like confidence or uh, if you need someone outside of you in the workplace to tell you that you're doing okay <gasps> is the difference yeah. between the spirit of the law and the like following it. Like nobody can tell me I did it wrong. You know, and like those people follow mm -hmm. it to the letter and they, I think, just wreak havoc uh, because it's like such a non-person kind of way of acting. And it's also, um, they're not accepting any responsibility for anything either. Mm, so yeah, like, the uh, accountability piece, accountability. not my fault. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I yeah. stayed in the tiny little box. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I kept myself safe. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's a big part of Capricorn is integrity, like doing the hard work because your internal core wants to stay stable. And I feel like what you're talking here about is like keeping an internal integrity versus letting other people tell you what your character is or what your right or wrong is yeah yeah, yeah. have either of you had to do work um intern right <laughs> 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 the internal work of uh separating your integrity from another co-worker's version of their own integrity um so what i'm trying to get to is like when no one's looking at you mm -hmm. kind of thing and you're like well i know what i can get done kind of in this amount of time and then you place that um uh, boundaries which like all of what you can do onto someone else um have you had to like check your monitor of like well i can do it in this amount of time they should do it in this amount of time mm -hmm. that's where like middle management syndrome I'd say personally, I usually have a pretty gauge of that in my work environment um, because I know that I'm better at most tasks than most other people. I'm you can say with. it. You're just like freaking amazing. Yeah, it's fine. I am. It's cool. Um, but <laughs> like, I don't expect that of everyone because everyone is not me. Um, so like I, for me, I try to meet people where they're coming from mm -hmm. and just like, take one step further i'm not going to say hey this is the goal this is what we need to do because this is what we need to do i'm going to look at where have we been what are we normally doing what are we comfortable with let's push that one step further once we get that to a comfort level then we can push that even further okay this is where we get to introduce that both nathan and robert music educators right trained Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's that's total teacher move right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I started my band training in middle school, I was in this really weird niche of North Texas where it was a really good music education for sixth graders. So like we didn't even specifically sixth graders, specifically sixth graders, like they started out really solid. So for like my music training, we didn't touch instruments for the first six weeks. We did all the theory. So we got rhythms down, like key signatures, being able to read music, all of that before even getting into touching our instruments and getting into that. So when I got to college and the first day of my 
freshman music theory class, we spent the entire hour-long class going over key signatures. The uh, professor pulled me over after class and he's like, you need to not come to this class again until next semester because it will be a waste of your time. Mm -hmm. And I, so I didn't. And then literally the rest of that semester, I had to hear the rest of the 20 some students in that class singing the stupid song he had to come up with so they could remember the key signatures. And like, guys, you're here for a music degree. Like that should have been done long before this time. Mm -hmm. That's a nice Saturn moment. There. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You are behind. You're just <laughs> like, mm. should have been done a long time ago. Yeah. How'd you uh, get here? You chose Ooh. this? You chose this? Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oof. Mm -hmm. You should have mm -hmm. worked harder. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Ouch. I was one of those students, by the way. Yep. <laughs> uh, you were in It's to be expected. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. I helped the music theater kids, so I at least got to help someone, too. Yes. But I think that's where part of that internal integrity comes in, because Nathan and I have talked about this. It's very easy to say, I'm... I'm average and everyone else is stupid. Um, but it's actually kinder mm. to say I'm very gifted and everyone else is average. Like, Well, in certain areas, like you have to own your strengths, you know, <laughs> not just like a blanket. I'm, you know, but I'm uh, gifted. I'm <laughs> a gift. Uh, <laughs> gift to the world. Yeah. But in terms of like getting things done, you know, moving it, making it happen, like, some people are really good at that and it is i don't know maybe that's saturn you know where it's like okay i'm just barely adequate and you're not anywhere close to what i'm doing and how do you even like get up in the morning you know i mean these are thoughts i've had and oh those are just i've had those conversations with coworkers. <laughs> like how do you get here every day like i see your life and i don't see how the points line up yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. i don't know yeah so yeah, it's much kinder to just be like, okay, like, you know, you have other strengths. You probably are, you probably have more fun in your life than I do. Uh, <laughs> you're probably really good at that. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's a good swing of the tetherball from that, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Probably do have more fun. Mm -hmm. All right, Steve, what is your favorite part about being partnered with a Capricorn? My favorite part about being partnered with a cap sun and a cap rising i know i'm right here it's fine it's, it's great i i actually find a lot of my personal integrity just by being around him mm. i have to say uh, so just because we were on that topic like i find myself you know um taking the work ethic that i know that he has and then applying it to something that I am doing that I have not been able to necessarily uh, gain the momentum and or the discipline. So it's kind of like a, well, how would he do it kind mm -hmm. of a thing? Okay, well, he would probably work for a little bit of time and then he would take a Pokemon break. So I am going to work for this amount of time and I'm going to give myself a little whatever break mm -hmm. you know i'll read or watch tv or something like that so mm -hmm. it's like i have used his ability to like set a task down rest and then pick up another task mm -hmm. where my sledgehammeriness and my aries comes out where i'm like i'm gonna work for eight hours straight and no one can stop me kind of a thing. And that's like, that's not sustainable. Not, not at all. Mm -hmm. And anyone who's ever like worked with me understands that it's like, oh man, you're going to burn out in two seconds flat. Yeah. And I always don't think I will. <laughs> so he's, he's taught me rest. Nice. Yeah. My, yeah. my limits and also not finding shame in mm. my limits. Mm. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. What about you? Uh, for me, it's been putting value to security and stability. Um, I am not one who is inclined towards 
looking at the most stable solution or safe solution and instead um you know going more with like well what what does my soul tell me i need to do I need to be a free spirit and not be tethered to anything and being with a capricorn rising has helped me realize that stability is not just about how i'm feeling but like how are other people around me feeling too um how I need to be a, if I want to be a safe place for other people, I need to be a safe place for myself. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like I've learned that from you a lot. Yeah. Sounds like Pretty Little Islands. Uh -huh. You were going to say something, right? I was. I was going to go back to what you said about the taking the breaks, because that's also something that I emphasize heavily with my teams at work. Yeah, you like, do. I am the number one proponent in the people I work with of making sure people actually take a break during the day um, and that on their break, they're actually breaking and not a quick side conversation about work or that not just because it's not inappropriate and we have to pay you for that time because it's a whole HR thing, which it is, but because it's important to take that time where you're not focused on work and just rest. Again, because I know that you're going to be more productive when you come back from work <laughs> if you do. <laughs> so even if you don't work for Robert, take your breaks. Yes. Yeah. Or Robert will show up at your house and make you eat something. Apparently, Robert and I just show you up at show people's up. houses, <laughs> usually with food <laughs> for different. Uh, that's that's also true. That's yeah. the cancer. That's, yeah. yeah. That's where that comes out. Julia, is there anything else you wanted to to bring up? I think we got it. Nailed it. Thank you both right. for joining us today. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And if you uh, enjoyed what you were listening to, please follow us on the Instagrams at Astrologize It. We also have a website with the same name. That's astrologizeit.com. And if you want to book readings or astrology coaching sessions, check out our website. We have lots of fun things that we offer. Yes. And if you are in the Minneapolis neighborhood, we are at the I every first Sunday of the month doing chart chat. So come hang out with us if you are local. All right. Well, we will see you soon for Aquarius season. Yes, Aquarius. <laughs> Until next time, everyone. Capricorn, 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 Saturn, Saturn, Saturn. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm.